here we are. It's August already. Time has been flying. Uh, hunting season is just about here. Uh, for some people hunting sheep up in the mountains, uh, season's already going. I've seen some pretty cool pictures. The guys with some nice doll. And we're getting excited for archery season here in Alberta. Uh, we got elk, mule deer, whitetail, bears are opening up again, uh, moose. You can get an over-the-counter tag for pretty much anything somewhere in this province with archery equipment. And uh, that brings me to something pretty exciting, personally, uh, and Ryan as well. Uh, we both uh, just bought brand new Hoyt bows, uh, rocking the Ventum 30. I didn't really think that I wanted to buy a new bow, and I have a, a carbon element, which was like the flagship at the time. And Ryan told me, I got to go in and try these new bows. Now, he had tried, uh, I think it was the RX-3 when it came out, and he said that he didn't notice much of a difference between the RX-3 and his Spider. Uh, and the Spider, I think, is a couple years newer than my Carbon Element. So I didn't figure that it was going to be much of an upgrade either. Uh, but this year, he decided he wanted to go and try out the uh, RX-5 and the Ventum. Uh, they got new cam systems, they've been all the rage, everybody's been giving them all high praise, and believe it or not, I think that the Ventum is nicer than the RX-5 this year, and I'm not alone, there's quite a few people, uh, you're getting the same weight, the same draw cycle, uh, that's like in hand weight, uh, the deadness in hand is nicer in the Ventum, I found there was a little bit too much vibration in the RX-5, and if it was between the RX-5 and my Element, I probably would have just stuck with my Element. But this Ventum, holy smokes, does it shoot nice. And I'm grouping up to, well, down to 4 inches at 70 yards, and that's consistently. So I've never been so confident with archery equipment. I'm super excited to get out and chase elk. Uh, for those of you that have listened to previous podcasts, you would know that I have still not stuck an elk with an arrow. That is the one animal in Alberta that uh, I haven't been fortunate enough to make it count, I guess. I've had a couple of opportunities, and I'm sure we'll tell those stories on the podcast at some future date. But just haven't uh, haven't been able to seal the deal. Missed a couple nice bull elk. You can actually uh, find that on one of the first podcasts where I talk about uh, buck fever. That's actually a really good listen. I uh, missed an 8x7 bull and a 6x6 bull. And uh, that's one way to put your confidence at an all-time low. So excited to get out there this year. Excited to chase after some animals. Uh, like I said, Ryan got a brand new Ventum. Uh, I got the brand new Ventum. We're really excited to get out there and fling some uh, arrows and animals. It's uh, going to be awesome. Uh, on that note, uh, a couple of... Uh, I guess announcements on my part. I have teamed up with uh, Arachnid Archery and I will be shooting their arrows this fall. And they've got tons of great product. Uh, you can go out and go and look at their website, arachnidarchery.com. They've got eight different arrows that you can choose from all the way from your standard diameter down to, I believe, three millimeters. Like, it's it's even smaller than a micro-sized diameter arrow. Uh, I will be shooting the Phobia, and I also have some Neurotoxin that I plan on 
uh, fletching up. I actually haven't ever gotten into fletching, so this is going to be uh, a new experience for me. But go on over uh, arachnidarchery.com, check out all of their arrows. They got some fantastic stuff. Uh, a lot of guys that really know what they're talking about, what they're doing. Uh, and if you use Slagger20 as a promo code, you will get 20% off your order. So that's pretty cool too. Um, the arrows are already super affordable. To get a discount on top of that is a huge win. So yeah, Slagger20, check that out. Um, I'm also teamed up with uh, Black Widow Innovations, and I'll be shooting their broadheads. Uh, they're kind of sister companies. You can tell they're both uh, on the spider uh, name with Arachnid and Black Widow. But Black Widow Innovations, they've got uh, three brand new broadheads out for this fall. Pretty cool. They got a six-blade Arachnid, which is uh, one-inch diameter. They're all fixed heads. Uh, so six blades. It's uh, tool steel blades, tool steel tip. They got the Recluse. It's a four-blade, one-inch diameter head. And a Neurotoxin, three-blade, inch and an eighth diameter cut. They're all pretty sweet. Um, the difference between those three, uh, aside from Recluse and Neurotoxin being three and four blade, uh, the ferrule on the broadhead is actually steel. Uh, with the Arachnid, they went with an aluminum because they needed to shed some weight from all the blades. But the cutting surface is incredible. These uh, They're extremely tough, extremely sharp. I cannot wait to uh, try them out this uh, fall. I keep thinking spring. It's been since spring since we did one of these podcasts, so i got to jump out of that mindset real quick. But yeah, so check out all those. they got some pretty incredible... Uh, broadheads they also have the px2 and the widowmaker those are the original heads that they came out with uh, blackwidowinnovations.com you can check out all their stuff i do not have a promo code for them right now i can uh, maybe work on that and then uh, maybe we'll have that to announce for the next uh, podcast uh just looking at my notes here oh yeah so season's close we're going after all these animals over the counter with a bow and as far as draws go, we were, all three of us uh, were unsuccessful. So it's uh, going to just be over-the-counter chasing. Uh, we got a couple of cool hunts planned. Uh, Ryan and I are planning on doing a trip into the mountains with our bows uh, just to see what we can find, see what we can get within range on, and uh, maybe make it count. It's going to be a fun experience. It'll be cool to get all of it on video. Um yeah, that's the goal. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, you go over to uh, YouTube and check out Slager Outdoors. Slager Outdoors is where we put all of our hunting videos. Uh, you're going to get to see some brand new content. We're still editing up some old content. Uh, yeah, as far as new content goes, uh, we've got uh, the bear that I shot this spring between this podcast and the last podcast. Uh, a really nice bear. He was actually just shy of Pope and Young and uh, shot him on, I think it was like my third sit in the stand. But a really nice bear came in. He was uh, kind of weary, leery of uh, the surroundings because of the scent that was in there. We weren't really expecting to see or shoot a bear uh, just because some of the baits that we had had been absolutely pounded, smashed. Uh, and empty 
And then we go into this one and uh, it was like pretty much full. So I don't know if it was just because of different area and the bears just hadn't come into it yet, but we had like upwards of 20 bears on one bait. And then this one here, I think we had like four. So to go in there and sit and uh, we weren't really expecting anything. And at the very last possible second, uh, the last little bit of camera light, uh, this nice boar came in, circled the bait, gave me a perfect broadside shot and uh, smashed it right through the boiler room. And I don't think he even ran 30 yards. It was uh, about as textbook as it could be. And uh, pretty excited. I got to have my younger cousin, Owen. He came out and uh, videotaped and helped out with baiting. So that was pretty exciting as well. Uh, my dad, Josh, he killed two bears of a lifetime this past spring. And I'm, I'm talking like bears of a lifetime, of many lifetimes. I don't, I don't really expect to ever get a shot at a bear this big. And uh, it's kind of intimidating. Because we go around, we hunt these areas with a bow. You're not allowed to carry a sidearm in Canada. We don't usually pack a shotgun or anything like that just because of the weight and you're usually in a hurry and these bears are roaming around down there with us and we don't even know it but super cool two really big bears both of them are on camera uh, he managed to get one with his brand new crossbow and I know that was something he was pretty excited about uh, it just I, I don't I don't even like you could say it was it was skill uh, I mean we know where to put our baits We've baited in the area for a few years. There's consistent bears, and uh, I think maybe a little bit of right place at the right time on uh, the second big boar that he shot. Just came in looking for ladies, and uh, just so happened to be sitting there. Ryan and I had the opportunity to sit at that stand, and we decided to go and sit a different location just because we thought we'd see better numbers. We didn't see hardly any bears that night, and then get a picture, and... Uh, my dad's like, yep, yeah, just uh, smashed another giant. So it's pretty cool, pretty exciting. We had to go and help him take it out and uh, died in a horrible spot. So we had to skin it and carry the hide out. Uh, made for some good pictures, some good video. And uh, very excited to get that all fixed up and put on YouTube for everybody to see as well. As far as other hunting plans go for this fall... Uh, I know I'm going to try my very best, I know time permitting and work permitting, uh, you don't always get the opportunity to go out and chase stuff with a bow and uh, make it count, and I'm the type of person that likes to uh, fill some tags by the end of the year, but I'm going to try, and I know Ryan is going to be this way too because he was like this last year, but we would both like to really try and, and pursue all of our tags with a bow, and Ryan had a a year to remember last year i think he shot two bears with his bow a moose i think he shot an elk as well really nice whitetail buck and uh the only animal he really couldn't make it connect on was uh, mule deer and i sat with him a couple of times he missed a really nice mule deer buck and uh, then the one day he was getting set up into his stand pulling his bow up the tree noticed a big buck running through the bush and he grabbed the gun and shot it with the gun I guess the killer instinct kicked in. Uh, he could tell the story much better than I could. But we do like to fill tags. And if it comes down to it, uh, I guess uh, we'll be breaking out the guns. Uh, I know as far as my dad goes, he doesn't really care. He likes to shoot things with a gun. He uh, doesn't have much as far as prejudice between uh, bow and rifle. 
Uh, as you can see uh, in the latest video that dropped on Slager Outdoors, uh, Ryan, my dad, and Spencer all went down to Alabama. I was supposed to go on that hunt, and I was pretty bummed that it, it didn't manage to happen. But I guess that's just one of those things. Uh, we're going to plan to do it again next time. Uh, but yeah, my dad down there, Ryan and Spencer are trying to shoot stuff with a bow. My dad was like, no, nah, I don't think so. Well, let's just do it with a gun. And uh, he ended up shooting a really, really nice buck. So you can go check that one out. It's on the YouTube channel. Um, oh, another thing, I guess, go check out uh, Instagram and Facebook, at Slager Outdoors. Uh, that would be a good way to uh, keep up on any updates, see any recent kills, any other big news, if we have big news. <laughs> and uh, that would be a good way to, to know all of that. Uh, so go give that a follow or a like or however it works on each platform. Uh, if you want to follow me and on the podcast here, at On The Blood Trail, it's on Facebook as well as Instagram. So a topic for today's podcast. This is totally off the cusp. I didn't really plan on uh, talking about much of anything other than uh, just an update on how things were going. But since I'm now teamed up with Black Widow Innovations and uh, their broadheads, uh, I figure we might as well talk about uh, fixed blades and uh, expandable heads because this is the never-ending debate and it's not just between two different guys. It'll be between one guy and himself. It'll be between spring bear hunting season and fall hunting season or it'll be within the same season. I know that that's been the case for me. I've argued it with uh, Ryan. I've argued it with my dad. I've argued it with myself. I'm sure I've argued it with uh, my fair share of guys online, but it, it really comes down to a number of things. Now, I always used to shoot expandable heads. My thing with expandables is I want something that flies as true as my field points, and that's why I would choose to go with expandables. Now, that said, I think there's a lot of expandable broadheads on the market that are not worth shooting. Uh, the stuff that is shooting massive sized cutting diameters, guys will use it. Yeah, maybe it's fantastic on a deer or something else that's small game, uh, but where we're hunting for moose and elk, it's totally impractical to have uh, a two inch cut blade. Even like something over an inch and a half, I find is it could be too much. And the reason for that is that like a deer, you can hit a deer in the shoulder, you can hit a deer in the ribs, and your arrow has enough kinetic energy to probably just blast right through them. Now, with uh, an expandable, what's going to happen is it's going to hit that rib or smash that shoulder, and you're going to get very, very limited penetration. And that's just because your kinetic energy all go comes out of the, the broadhead when it opens. So you might get one lung, you might get one lung and a bit of the second lung, uh, but that's just the reality of it. Unless you get an absolute perfect situation where you blast through between two ribs and uh, through two ribs on the offside, then you might get a pass through. But the chances of that are not always very high, and especially on an animal like an elk or a moose. Now for fixed blade heads, I just said that I wanted to have heads that uh, shoot true, like my field points. I have found if you use something that's too big and outrageous, sometimes what you'll get is uh, your broadhead will actually hydroplane. And 
I didn't really know what that meant until I had bought some uh, some of G5's Montex, and I shot and watched my arrow do a hard spiral and hook down into the left and hit the target with every shot that I took. Aiming for the dead center, I could go and shoot my uh, mechanical heads, and they would shoot true, and then I would shoot those, and... Uh, it would be down into the left. Now, I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, why don't you just go on broadhead tune? Well, for me, I'm kind of an archery illiterate. I'm learning a lot more on the topic as of late, uh, but I had no idea what tuning was. I'm always the type of person where you go down to the local archery shop and you say, hey, I need arrows or I need broadheads. We're all guilty of it. But the guys in the archery shop, most of the time, would be like, oh, yeah, well, this is what's the leading uh, technology, or this is what's leading the market right now. And so I'd be like, okay, well, right on, sign me up. I'll take uh, a dozen of those arrows and two packs of those broadheads. Then I get out into the field and just kind of trust that they would work, you know. And it's not a good mindset to have, uh, especially now that I know better, but it, it's the reality of a lot of people. And that's how. Most people go out and hunt. They don't have time to do all the research and they're occupied with other things. So trying to learn a little bit more about it now, as far as uh, the Black Widow broadheads go, they're about as true flying as any fixed blade on the market, even better than most. Uh, like I said, the Montex, I had a horrible time with them trying to get them to the center and I'm the kind of person, too, where I like to have my field points and broadheads fly both towards the bullseye because otherwise I feel like it throws my game off a little bit. Uh, I even talked to uh, somebody else not too long ago, and they said that they had the same problem with the Montex, where it didn't matter what bow they shot, they always had the Montex hit to the left. So now that might just be for a couple of people. Some people might pull the trigger and they just go dead center every time. But you got to play around with a couple of different ones. And nowadays it's getting so difficult because all these broadheads are so expensive. Uh, which is another great thing about the Black Widow lineup is that they're really affordable. So if you want to try out two different kinds, it's almost the equivalent of buying... Uh, I'd say you could probably buy three packs for the price of two anywhere else. And so that's, that's always a good way to do things. You can kind of switch it up. It's important to shoot with your broadheads more often than not. And uh, I know I'm trying to do that more. I always try to shoot the field points just because you don't have to worry about destroying your targets. Uh, especially with these new six blade broadheads. It's like blowing a slug through your foam target. And uh, it wears them out pretty quick. But it's going to do incredible damage on a deer. And uh, the plan is to show you guys just exactly how much damage that is this fall. Now, I used to shoot the expandables all the time. And I kind of had started with fixed heads. I got away from it because I must have changed a couple of items with my bow and how I was shooting. And my fixed heads just weren't flying like I wanted them to. I switched over to uh, these expandable heads. I was shooting Grim Reaper for quite a while. And I killed, uh, I think I killed one deer with it. It's crazy. Not a whole lot of uh, blood with the Grim Reaper, but I've used also uh, what used to be called a rocket. They're uh, three-blade broadheads. I think they're a one-inch cut or seven-eighths cut. 
Uh, the most comparable to that now on the market, I think, is called SWAT. Uh, but I used to use those ones, and I killed a wolf with that. I'm pretty sure I killed a few other animals as well. I'd have to go back and look uh, exactly. The wolf is just off the top of my head, and it did incredible. Um, now, having said that, uh, with the penetration and the big cut and all that, uh, with these new Black Widow heads, they're all about a one-inch cut up to, I think, the Widowmakers are inch and a quarter, which is really nice. It's small. It's not going to have too much wind drift or drag. Uh, it's going to fly as good as any other fixed head out there. And I also like the idea that you don't have to worry about all of your energy coming out of your arrow because your broadhead is trying to function and open. Now, I understand that that could be deadly, but if your broadhead is already in peak formation, by the time it reaches your animal, you're going to get maximum damage every single time. That also means that you could smash off of a rib or off the back of the shoulder blade, and it's got all this energy still that you didn't lose because it's not expandable, and it's going to propel that arrow even deeper or further into the animal. And that could lead to more internal damage, and your animal will go down quicker. It should. The big deciding factor for why I went from uh, the expandable heads that I was using to fixed heads was that I had a really, really poor experience shooting an animal with uh, an expandable head. And not only that, there was a... I remember my brother shot a deer with uh, a Grim Reaper. It was a mule deer doe. He shot her at 50 yards. His arrow smashed clean through one of the ribs and uh, passed right through the deer this deer took off and ran like 300 yards all within sight and then it piled up and fell over we didn't hardly have much of a blood trail to follow and had we not seen the deer go down it probably would have been a, a difficult recovery so it's always good to know where your animal's running but if you can't get a blood trail it makes you feel sometimes like your broadhead or your equipment somewhere didn't perform to what it should and using the same broadhead, I shot a bear, and the bear was a little bit quartering too. I rushed the shot a little bit more than I wanted to. Sometimes that happens. Uh, if you hunt long enough, you're going to find yourself in situations where you wish that you would have did something differently. And uh, archery is one of those things where if the conditions aren't 100% in your favor, you're going to mess up. And... Uh, unfortunately that happened with me on this bear uh, the shot was a little bit further back than I wanted he was quartering too I figured I I got maybe part of a lung liver for sure and a year prior no I guess it'd be more than a year a year and a half prior I shot a whitetail buck with my bow same broadhead arrow blew clean through on both sides uh, the buck ran like 40 yards and piled up found him shot this bear the arrow I don't think I even got I got maybe half of the arrow as far as penetration maybe a little bit more but I expected it to sink right through the bear and a lot of people will promote their broadheads on bear pictures because bears are usually known to be thinner skinned animals broadheads perform a lot better on them yada yada and I chased this bear for quite a ways, found where he had bedded up the night before. He bled a whole bunch, but only when he was sitting in one spot. The blood trail was not that great and uh, ultimately could not find the bear. Couldn't make it happen, couldn't take him home.
And if you're an, a bow hunter, there is about no worse feeling in the world than not coming home with an animal that you made a shot on. Even if you miss, a clean miss, it's about one of the most dejecting things ever. With archery hunting, you go through the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. I don't care who you are. I don't care how long you've been doing it. You could be doing it for two years. You could be bow hunting for 50 years. It'll still bring you to that highest peak moment and the lowest moment possible. And that's just how bow hunting is. And that's why we live for it. You strive to be the best. You strive to make everything go right in that situation so you can experience taking home an animal of a lifetime. And every animal with a bow is a trophy. I don't, you can, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be a doe, it can be a spike buck, it can be a 190. They're all trophy level animals. After this poor experience with uh, mechanical heads on this bear, I decided to make the change to uh, a fixed blade head. And I know had I been shooting a fixed blade head, it wouldn't have been the same issue on this bear because three blades opening up on an animal, it takes away a lot of the kinetic energy, uh, like I explained before. And I felt like if I would have shot this animal with a fixed head, it would have drove further down in there. And there's no chance of your blades closing back up while it's inside that animal between the point of impact and the arrow falling out. And it'll do more damage if it's wide open and slicing around in there. As gory as it sounds, that's just the, the brutal truth of it. And if you came close to hitting an organ but didn't, you still have a chance of your arrow nicking it and giving you that much more of a chance for an animal to be coming home with you. So I decided to make the switch to uh, fixed blade broadheads. That's the uh, short story long. <laughs> and... Black Widow Innovations, incredible stuff. I would highly recommend them. Go check them out. They are some of the most deadly broadheads ever. If I had to pick a brand that they'd be comparable to looks-wise or style-wise, uh, I'd say maybe the QAD Exodus heads. Uh, I've heard from other people that they fly very similar to those heads. I've never shot QAD, um, but I know I'm absolutely in love with these broadheads. Uh, this fall... I will be shooting, I want to shoot a deer with the arachnid head, uh, but if I'm out in elk country and I have a deer tag in my pocket, I'll probably be shooting the four blade recluse. I just think a smaller head works better for longer distance. That's the other part of it too. At a longer distance, your mechanical heads are going to have a lot less energy on impact and your fixed heads are going to just keep soaring. But that's going to pretty well wrap it up for this podcast. Uh, like I said, I just wanted to kind of give an update on how things are going. Uh, it's going to be a very busy next, uh, I'd say, couple of months. We're going to try and get in and do a few more of these. Uh, the plan is to get out there for archery season, uh, do as much damage as possible, probably bow hunt into gun season because uh, we're suckers for punishment. And uh, we love the thrill. We love the adventure. Uh, we love the challenge. Uh, but like I said before, if it comes down to it, probably going to break out the boomstick and uh, reach out there and touch something. Uh, I know we're going to try and get out a couple of our younger family members, see if we can get them some animals. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Keep following Slager Outdoors on Instagram, Facebook. Follow us on our YouTube channel, or I guess subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can subscribe to On the Blood Trail on YouTube. Uh, follow at on the blood trail on instagram twitter 
you're going to get all your quickest updates on there, I promise. Uh, we're a lot more active on there than we are some of our other uh, stuff like this podcast. Uh, but like I said, we're going we're gonna to get to it a little bit more often here. Uh, again, arachnidarchery.com. Slager20 for your promo code. I'm shooting the phobias this year. They're uh, 5mm arrows. The neurotoxin are standard 6mm, I believe. Uh, they got 4mm arrows, 3mm arrows. So if you want to do some serious reach out there and uh, touch the animal, touch the target, I guess, they'd be incredible for target arrows. Check them out. They got pretty much everything you can think of. Carbon weave, uh, just straight carbon. It's some really cool stuff go check it out like i said slagger 20 for 20 percent off and blackwidowinnovations.com for broadheads uh, recluse arachnid neurotoxin those are the new ones for the lineup this year uh, or you can go with old faithful uh, the px2 and the Widowmaker. but yeah that wraps it up uh, get out there do some practicing with your broadheads do some tuning i'm still learning a little bit on the tuning uh, just get the reps in, get ready for hunting season, put yourself in the best possible situation that you can be for when that animal of a lifetime is within range and you're at full draw. And, uh, yeah, that wraps it up. Thank you guys so much for listening and, uh, we'll see you on the next one soon. Hopefully. <laughs>